Um, let's yeah. do this. Yeah, like I said, let's just uh, dive right in and let chaos happen. You just jump out that plane and hope the parachute opens. Okay. <laughs> Hello, you guys. Uh, this is Eric Cartman. Welcome to this episode of the South Park Index. This is the show where we rate and review different episodes from the different decades of South Park. Wait, I- I'm getting a message on Skype. You're making a jackass of yourself. This has already been done by the Simpsons Index. Well, screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> the Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios. This is the Simpsons Index. And I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. And joining me in SideQuest Studios here, as always, except when he's not his BET Calloway. My word, they have killed Kenny. (laughs) And, oh God, you guys are killing me. (laughs) And coming all the way from Ohio in the United States is Ryan Duncan. Hey, fellas, how you guys doing tonight? Tonight for y'all, this morning for me. I believe we are sweet. <laughs> now, if you'll ex- respect my authority for a minute while I explain the premise of this podcast. Uh, yeah, this is a podcast where we normally review Simpsons episodes, but yeah, this and a couple of episodes We are running ago, out of those. Yeah. We are somehow running out of... Ah. No, I enjoyed going back into the other reviews section of our spreadsheet, mm-hmm. uh, which only has the Family Guy crossover and the Simpsons ride at the Universal at yeah, the moment. Yeah, all this time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this time we're going down to South Park and we're going to have ourselves some time. I hear they have ample parking day or night. Oh, and just friendly faces shouting howdy neighbor. To me, that really, I, I like being able to park. Mm-hmm. There you go. No joke. I genuinely liked Ample Parking. <laughs> but yeah, so there are a couple of episodes of South Park that tie in pretty closely with The Simpsons. And yeah, I've always wanted to review these three particular episodes as part of The Simpsons Index. So that's what we're doing this mm-hmm. week. Um, we'll probably get back to reviewing Simpsons next week or we'll review Bob's Burgers. I don't know. Fuck you. Yeah, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Ducks are president. So yeah, I just uh, wanted to start it off with a quick roundtable on sort of our experience with South Park. So right. Ryan, we'll start with you. Uh, where did South Park begin with you? What's your South Park history? So I think I have one of the more interesting South Park stories. Oh, it started for me as a kid, thanks to Comedy Central in the States. They would play like a movie uncensored after like midnight. The first piece of South Park media I ever saw was the movie uncensored. You don't say. And I was like nine. and let me tell you uncle fucker was like a major part of my lexicon as a child yeah (laughs) and then kyle's mama is a bitch which i didn't realize was them like redoing it from an earlier episode whereas in the movie they're like oh we get to do this we're we're making a musical well we have to do in the movie it's bigger longer and uncut exactly (laughs) which so yeah i do find it pretty fascinating that the movie was your entry point but i guess if you were a nine at the time it's youngling yeah you were probably still what makes the movie so good is you don't need to have seen the show to get the Mm. movie like to get the characters in the movie because they do a great job of establishing each of their different wants and needs the movie is very different than the recent seasons because it is kid focused like like the movie it's a it's an actual movie that just happens to be south park it's one of the best things they ever made 
My brother once made the point, and I totally agree with him, that South Park played it really smart by doing the movie so early into their run. Yep. Because, like, their movie was done, like, I think between seasons two and three. Really? Yeah, and these were when they were doing, like, full seasons of the show, like, Mm. full 20-episode seasons. Like, they've since cut it back to, like, 14, and now I think they're doing 10. Because of their own doing, their production is pretty brutal. So they can't do a normal, well, normal for, like, Simpson fans, you know, a 20-episode season, they would blow their brains out. Like, with how they make that show now, they could, if they were making 20 episodes a season, they would be losing their mind. No, and, like, during season eight, that's when they were making Team America World Police, which... Which is amazing, because, spoiler for what I was going to say, I think season eight's the best season of South Park. Oh, up there with one of my favorites. Uh, Fun Time with Weapons, the one that goes between anime <laughs> yeah. styles, is yeah. exquisite. Well, because I was making my list, like, I was just playing around, like, trying to make a little list for you guys. And yeah. when I was looking, I'm like, holy crap, season eight, I don't know if they've ever had a season with that many great episodes. Like, and they start off with the banger of A Good Time with Weapons. And then they destroy the um, Lifetime movie with Up the Down Steroid. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jimmy gets on steroids for the Special oh. Olympics. It's super fucked up. But yeah. it, And then Passion of the Jew. Like, that episode eviscerated Gibson before anyone else did. And mm. just pointed out, like, this guy is fucking insane. It's actually funny with the whole Simpsons predicted it thing, but like South Park have proven time and time again to be like very ahead of the curve. Like, especially with like they had the Canadian Trump episode, and this was like as his election campaign was starting to build momentum. And like the main point of that episode was hey, we got to do something about this Joker before we all just kind of shrug and let him do this job. (laughs) And lo and behold, Trey have their fingers on the pulse. So. I've been talking a lot. I'm curious, where did South Park start for you guys? Like, how was watching it down in Australia? Like, was it difficult? Was censorship a problem? Yeah, like, I'm I, really curious. Given that the fact we don't have electricity or internet, and we all just, <laughs> you know, everything is powered by, you know, forcing your, your underlings to run in the gas mines, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. No, uh, for me personally, it was, when it first came out, it was contraband. You had to like no, and this is, it was only broadcast on SBS. And I think we've mentioned SBS before. This is the channel that never got properly good reception. So to watch it personally, I had to set up the VCR to record it. But if I was in the room, the reception would fuck up. So I had to yeah. set the VCR, hit record, leave, then come back a half hour later, then watch the episode. And then I could take the tape to school and like give it to my friends so they could watch it. So fuck. I was like, I was the contact. I was the guy who had the goods, man. You're the little South Park dealer. You're like, oh, yeah. hey, you want to come down to South Park? Yeah. Yourself so I had to record them to watch them also, but for a different reason. My mom <laughs> fucking hated it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> could not, like, when she found out about it, she was furious because the episode where she found the VHS and started to play was the Lord of the Rings parody. And mm-hmm. I will never forget this because she was so mad. The episode starts in, like, the middle of it. Right when the sixth grader says, we got to get that porno. She <laughs> lost her shit. Uh, just, just mom, 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 calm down. <laughs> sixth graders like porn. <laughs> That's funny. Cause like in my mind, I was just like, oh, the Lord of the Rings thing. What? They go on a cute little adventure. What's Why are they going on? It's that worse travel? than come guzzler sluts nine <laughs> or whatever the line is. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was backdoor sluts nine. It, it yep. makes backdoor sluts eight look like, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> wow, this porn has got great production values. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when there's a story. <laughs> um. So yeah, just jumping on what BT was saying, I forgot mm-hmm. your name halfway through the. It's two letters. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad actually introduced it to me because yeah, like Beach was saying, SBS was like the other channel for Australia. Mm-hmm. We had our national broadcaster ABC, and then the three free-to-air networks, seven, nine, and ten. SBS was like the other national broadcaster yep. where a lot of like world movies and foreign entertainment would go it's where you go to watch titties yep exactly yeah that that was the main thing after midnight if the reception was good if it was a clear night but yeah it was totally that thing where sometimes you have to actually hold the aerial of yep. your tv to make it work or do weird workarounds the like- things we used to do to look at boobs <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the joke amongst everybody with SBS is the weather girl. Oh, yeah. we remember the weather girl. Oh, we remember the weather girl, mate. You, you highlight that one in the TV guide <laughs> and you you set your VCR and walk out of the room for that one. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, my dad used to watch a lot of SBS and now explaining that, I think I've figured out why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Norm. <laughs> oh, no, my dad's just really cultured, not horny at all. <laughs> but no, he started watching an episode which would be the Mr. Hanky, the first Christmas special. Oh, yeah. And like five minutes in, he like bursts into the lounge room and says, everybody, we've got to watch this. And of course, mum's not having a great time, but you know, me and yeah. my two brothers, oh, this is pretty naughty. Oh. This is pretty cheeky. There's a talking, singing Christmas poo. And come on, mum, everyone poops. <laughs> like we were... <laughs> We were kind of sold as a family and like it became a thing where I'd go hang out with dad on uh, Saturday nights when it had air and we'd watch the new South Park together and then because we didn't get Comedy Central but eventually Mm -hmm. we got Comedy Channel on Foxtel which got a lot of their content and so yeah I from that moment like was all about South Park and like it was one of those things that uh, spread like wildfire on the school playground. Again it was it was contraband it was controversial. And that and that's the thing. It was it was only on a specific time every week. It mm-hmm. wasn't the Simpsons where especially at that stage in like ninety seven, ninety eight, where it was so ubiquitous and everywhere, it was like Well, it yeah, was that it, it was the show that would go where the Simpsons wouldn't. And yeah. this is where I love what South Park did, because if it wasn't for South Park, I don't think we would have Adult Swim. We mm-hmm. wouldn't have a Comedy Central. So there's a lot of really wonderful stuff that with if not for South Park's success wouldn't have gotten made. And a lot of garbage that without South Park's success wouldn't have gotten made. A lot of like I don't know, rated cartoons came out after this. Yeah. I have a world where I get Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Venture Brothers. Yeah. I'll deal with the crap. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's definitely worth the crap. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not. Just, yeah. uh, but, like, I remember without the, the success uh, yeah. of South Park, number one, Comedy Central does not survive. No, like, not at all. Like it was hanging on by a, a thread. So there's a ton of Comedy Central shows. Like that channel has everything to thank to Matt and Trey, which has probably led into their egos and why they are the way they are. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, much in the same way that The Simpsons, you know, revived a failing Fox network that was just losing so much money. Yeah. Much in the same way, South Park revived Comedy Central and yeah, ushered in this. Because actually, Matt and Trey also approached Fox and they were like, (laughs) adults don't want to watch cartoons about children, which is. You know, just one of those so funny in retrospect yeah. things. They probably had the data to back that up at the time. Like, it's a big swing. You don't know because you don't have the data. Before The Simpsons, animation was just a commercial for a long time. So yeah. that was the pro. Like, they didn't have the data. So, yeah, to them, it's a stupid idea. But it's one of those. It was an untapped market. 
It was something, yeah. if you're not even trying, how do you know for sure? And also for something to look the way that it did, mm. the whole construction paper design. Because, yeah, while, like, from the second episode they were able to use it on computers and stuff, the first pilot that they made was entirely construction paper and stop-motion animation. There's an episode where they do stop-motion and the character's like, oh, God, this is taking so long. Yeah, and one of them sneezes and it ruins a scene and apparently that was based on something that happened to Matt and Trey. It was just... Uh. Th- I don't know if it was a sneeze, but it was an accident and it just ruined, kids like, hours. get into audio instead. <laughs> it's so much easier. Something with computers. Yeah. So, oh, God, we're going a while on the um, yeah. roundtable. But, did. yeah, just to quickly... Uh, so, like, I'm guessing we, you know, all had our peaks with the show, you know, yeah. the DVDs come out and we lap them up and all, all that well, sort of you stuff. Know, but- for me, I didn't have to, like with The Simpsons, I had to buy the DVDs because there wasn't mm. a really reliable place to watch it for a long time. Mm. South Park, up until their deal with HBO, you could go onto their website in the US and watch any episode you wanted. All right. All except, right. except for 200 and 201. Those yeah. were banned before they expanded the ban list because of Comedy Central's cowardice. Yeah, yeah, we'll get get into into that. We'll get into it um, Mm. with the next part of this, but no, like so for me, I I think I have like the first six or seven seasons on DVD, but I didn't, you know, I didn't have to buy them. Yeah, that was like Matt and Trey doing something cool because that was all them. If it was up to Comedy Central, the South Park site would not have had that available and obviously hbo is like yeah you're not going to have that available if people want to watch it they have to pay for yeah, it. yeah which is a shame but also we never got to experience that like we didn't nope. get simpsons world on fxx or whatever it was i'm either. currently fighting a battle to try and find someone that will let me give them money to watch venture brothers because <laughs> i realized there are like four seasons i haven't seen and it, the, and none of it is available over, over yeah guys, no. I, so it's I've not available it. on streaming it's like would someone let me pay them <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan, uh, you know, you mentioned some uh, not great opinions about Matt and Trey. Now, where are you at with the series now? Do you still watch it, or so I watch it still to this day? I just do not like Matt and Trey's thought process. And let me try to explain this: mm. they are very middle of the road, um, libertarian. Everything is terrible type of deal. Like they legitimately think like the status quo is terrible, and that both sides are bad. Which I, number one, I think is just a lazy approach to life because not everything is equally bad. I think mm-hmm. for, I think when you have the approach of, well, both sides are bad, that's how you get Donald J. Trump. You know, mm. when you're... When you give up and shrug and say, you know what, they both suck. Fuck yeah, like, yeah. and I it just for the amount of success they've had in life, they are far too cynical. Mm. Like, they are... <laughs> almost billionaires because of a cartoon show and yet the two of them are the most cynical at least that's how they project it in the show that's what frustrates me they both might be living the good life and might be like happy but in the show they project this frustration and it's like if you're unhappy stop doing it like you don't have like because you've made enough money where your great grandkids won't have to work yeah, you don't have if to. You don't want to be part it. of this. You can shut it down. You can stop. So, it, it like, just for me, I want to be a filmmaker. If I made something as popular and far-reaching as South Park, and that was my legacy, I would be thrilled to go and work every day. Rather than cutting down your episode order every and making sure that you don't spend that much time working on one episode, so they only end up working ten weeks a year, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, granted, it's great to be able to stay current because that's mm-hmm. how they've. I think the most famous example is the Obama, first time Obama won. Like, that was, yeah. like, 
amazing that the election was the Tuesday night and Wednesday. The next day they had it. It's like, that. good on them. It also bit them in the ass when they yep. were pretty sure that Hillary would win. And then the... They were so convinced they when they were serialized to the point where they just built the entire storyline around Hillary winning. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, and the that, episode is a jumbled mess because of it. They've had to do so much backtracking on yeah, it. Yeah, which is funny because there's still funny moments in that episode, obviously, because they were making fun of Bill Clinton and Bill Cosby, mm. two notoriously bad people for similar reasons. And it's rough. But I just, I get frustrated because when they want to do something, they can do it really well. Um, yeah. They still have wonderful, like, Cubics, Zirconia level episodes late into the run, which is just impressive to me because I can't think of the last time I watched a QZ episode of South Park that was, like, newer. Like, they, yeah. I don't know if there's a QZ episode of Simpsons that was made in the last 10 years. Like, no, that's no, it. Not the way you found. Uh, how about you, BT? Where are you at with uh, South Park at the moment? Uh, man, I dropped off with it in high school, and then the only times I really caught it from then is when I want to go around to my friend Elliot's place, and he would <laughs> always have like a DVD of Futurama or The Simpsons or Seinfeld or South Park on, and we just hang out and just watch whatever was on. It was good fun, and that's. And then for a while we got the new episodes when we were living together, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. Yeah, I mean. Ryan, you're mentioning, you know, the later, what, what could be the latest QZ episode of South Park. Like, I genuinely remember, like, we were in fits of laughter over the ziplining episode. <laughs> Zipline was very good. Uh, the, what is it, the pandering episode with, like, uh, oh, the, yeah. the meme cats. That oh, was really Long good. Johnson. And arguably, member berries really struck a good chord. Yeah. All um, right. Also, <laughs> two years ago, Banned in China, I think is legitimately great. And would give the QZ rating to because it points out a very dangerous thing about our society, which is we're willing to work with an authoritarian government because it makes us money. Like Mm -hmm. they called out like, and that's the thing when they call out, like when they punch up, they do it really well. When they punch down. Yeah. They're uh, a big show that can still punch up. Yeah. They're not so big. Like, if The Simpsons tried to punch up, it's not going to feel right. Mm. But South Park, I think, at its best, is a big show with a big reach that can actually still punch up. The, yeah. the problem with Matt and Trey is they like to punch down still. Yeah. Yep. And that's sort of my problem and where I'm at with the show because, like, I don't know. I think it was around season 18 or 19 I started to wane. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was when they started introducing the more serialized episodes. And they started doing way more of these things that run through the entire season, which I think worked for some things, Mm. but like it got to a point where it was like a joke that just got very tired because they weren't advancing. They were just sort of hitting the same beats. And like even stuff like with the PC principal, which has been going on for an exhaustive amount of time now. And he is very much, you love him or hate him. There is no in between with them. And I still think it's undeniable, though, that they've just hit the same joke so many times with him. And that was, like, my big problem with the Member Berries episode. It was like, yeah, initially, great. Oh, Oh, that's very funny. That's a good comment. They didn't know how to finish it. They didn't know what to do with it. They did a Godfather parody in the middle of it. I'm like... What are you guys doing? This isn't... And the, and the season ends with the member berries gathered around at the Trump White House, the Garrison Trump White House. Like, they didn't know what to do with Garrison Trump either. Like, oh, that was... Albeit, that was a fucking curveball they got that dealt. Was, but... It was so smart of them to take Garrison, their most extreme character, and make him into the Trump. But once Trump won, 
you're now committed to your yeah. most extreme character. Yeah, your parody just came true. And granted, they they kind of did this in the vaccination special that came out. They pretty much said the that. universe is getting reset. <laughs> they didn't mess mm. around. They were mm. like, look, we can't do this anymore. The universe is going back to normal in some way, shape, or form. But heck, the I think the pandemic special and the vaccination special were very good. I'm still yet to see them, actually. Yeah. I, I don't think I've seen season 23 yet as well. The last one I remember watching was mostly about the whole Tegrity Farms, and between that and the member berries, I'm like, what do you guys think is funny these days? Removing the first syllable of things? Or the first illable? Um, <laughs> that was just a letter. Never Lic- mind. License to illable. <laughs> um, but the one episode which kind of pushed me over into just the pure distaste was there episode which basically posits that anxiety is made up and people are overreacting to mental illness and it was just that kind of like you were saying before ryan is punching down sort of humor kind of a bit distant old white billionaire you know yeah, vibes just, coming from it as well you know, it, in the episode that we're going to do later they talk about how everything is available mm. to make fun of or nothing is and that's yeah. fine if you have a great joke behind it that's why yeah. If it's a well-written joke, you can make fun of anybody. As George Carlin said, you can do anything. You just better back it up with a great joke. And that's the thing. The the anxiety episode was coupled with that like box on head and people stuck in their phones all day. It just felt so old manny. Like, well, well, they did another. They did one where I, maybe they were mocking how people are way over afraid of it, but they did one where a guy became, you know, transitioned to a woman to compete in sports i i actually do think that was them saying guys this is a fear that you're way over they just didn't do it well like they Mm -hmm. i think they were mocking how stupid the argument was in this country this idea that men would just say they're women so they could compete in sports that doesn't happen and i think that was them saying that they just didn't do it well Mm. yeah with the whole basically macho man randy savage character which made me laugh don't get me wrong like randy macho man it's a funny voice yeah and yeah, obviously with South Park, there's a lot to talk about. Like mm-hmm. really family guy, we were kind of scraping the barrel a bit. Like it's just so, only so much you can go into. Well, they found a lane and they stuck there. Exactly. Um, whereas South Park and, you know, this is sort of the last thing I want to say on just the overview of it is that I think their desire to have a six day schedule to produce an entire episode mm-hmm. is at odds with their current desire to make an interconnected season mm. i think if you're going to do a whole yeah. season's worth of content you need to put way more effort in it than you have to know six days arc. yeah exactly yeah. Like, i think they're going back to it because really that last special they made was them like saying look we tried serialization we can't do it well there was an episode that was called the end of serialization but mm-hmm. they then proceeded they still to do did it. it yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, I'll be keen to check out the pandemic mm-hmm. special. I still haven't done that yet. Um, South Park is a weird one for me to return to, and I have sort of in lead up to this week watched a couple of key episodes, but we'll get into that in a minute. So we should start with the episode review. So yeah, we just watched season six, episode seven, Simpsons Already Did It. First released in June of 02, it was written and directed by Trey Parker. In this episode, Butters, aka Professor Chaos, is frustrated because every idea he comes to uh, wreak havoc and trouble on South Park has been already done on The Simpsons. And in the main story, uh, You're just gonna have to jump into it, Elliot. There's no way around. They mix in come with sea monkeys and they make people. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, what did we think? Yeah, not bad. I think it's very funny. 
and it tackles the approach of story making in a way that I really appreciate. Mm. Yeah, and, absolutely. And gave us Simpsons did it. Yeah. <laughs> Which we have quoted so many times. Oh my, yes. Especially in reference to the Simpsons, who are now at this stage basically doing their own plots yeah, again. Yeah, there's the advanced game, which is Simpsons did Simpsons. Yeah, they actually talked about on what the commentary for this episode, Matt and Trey, how they ran into some Simpsons writers and told them all about this episode and like and how they've come into the whole Simpsons did it thing and mm-hmm. trying to write episodes because South Park wanted to do a story on how they got rid of guns and then had an alien invasion mm-hmm. and then they were unarmed. And then Simpsons were like, oh, we repeated ourselves again in the later Treehouse of Horror episode. Like, yep. <laughs> um, I also wanted to add to that um, the story behind this production in the season four episode, this is straight from the Wikipedia, the wacky yeah. molestation adventure, which is very funny, by the way. It was originally included to have Butters blocking out the sun. Yeah. <laughs> and as the writers pointed to Matt and Trey, the Simpsons already did it. And that's where yeah. the idea came from for them. Because when you think about their creative yeah. process, and just creative process in general, sometimes you're going to come up with a great idea, and it's not your fault that somebody else already yeah, did it. Someone else has done that. No, absolutely. Well, the funny thing is, as well, the whole sea monkey, sea people, semen thing... That was an idea that they were workshopping and they got like so far into the process and they got Simpsons already did it. And they were like, are you fucking kidding? This episode that we're, you know, doing this as the B story, the Simpsons already did it thing. We've been copying yeah. a Simpsons plot. And then they were like, oh, okay, well, we figured out. Yeah, it was the same as a Twilight Zone. We yeah. can incorporate that into the story. That's actually fucking amazing. Yeah. It's really yeah. funny. As long as um, you do something different with the idea, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. To quote and Eric Cartman, some dumb asshole just gave it to me. All I had to do was suck it out of a close my eyes and <laughs> suck it out of a hose. Oh, God. Something I you could never do with Bart. So, like, that's what they were like. Okay, we're going to truly separate ourselves from other animated cartoons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bart if, Simpson will never do this. <laughs> no, that's it. You can give a million shows this plot premise. Okay, do you accidentally create a mini society? Yeah, South Park, Simpsons, and Twilight yeah, Zone are that, all going to do it differently. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like, uh, we never would have said, look, Simpsons are never ever seen where Mo eats out Katy Perry. <laughs> And then they fucking did it. So, you know. I am telling you right now with the Disney overlords, Bart Simpson will never get the magic ingredient to life by sucking it out of a hose. I'm not going to say it because it's it's fucked up. But it's funny because Cartman just nonchalantly says it. And, and, you know, as a kid... I didn't get it. I I just laughed. (laughs) No, uh, several times I've gone back and watched old episodes and gone, I used to watch this with my dad and he, like, wasn't uncomfortable. Like, It's wild. And I think that's what makes the show good. It's like a surprising amount of subtlety that you would not expect from this show when you go back to it. Yeah. So we're doing a sort of uh, abbreviated version of the questionnaire. We we better be, because that's what my notes are based on. Because, I mean, wackiness and heart, I don't know that they really carry over to South Park. It's more... I got notes. It's wacky. (laughs) It's super wacky. Butters has a mental breakdown. And the world transforms to a South Park Simpson style. And I I Mm. love it. I think, oh, that, I think that's how you marry it, like, really well. Yeah. No, I mean, the animation of that moment is incredible. And, I, and I've got to say, like, South Park actually a little while ago did a HD upgrade of all their old episodes. Like, 
they didn't change anything about them. They just, you know, made them fit the widescreen format and oh, updated. Yeah. I was about to say, what the fuck does HD that look like? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, they went back through the old uh, files and just updated some of the textures and whatever to bring right. it up to uh, 1080p. Fortunately for them, it's an easy enough transition. I imagine doing a proper HD upgrade to old episodes would be exhausting for simpsons animators whereas mm. south park they were able to you know it's a great up. strain on their wrists yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I gotta say yeah it looked crisp and wonderful and uh what was oh i was gonna ask bt for better or worse what is a moment from simpsons already do that stands out to you mom i'm god of the sea people <laughs> that's uh, no, nice poopy it's just something i really like in it's it's weird going because this is my first episode of south park for a very long time and going back and hearing cartman rip on jews and make these kind of jokes is like yeah, whatever, pedestrian. But him being weirdly proud of being God of the Sea people <laughs> hit me so much harder than anything else. This is always a so, point of contention for me because I have friends who fall into the trap of blaming South Park way too much for current problems. Like, mm. you sound like those ladies complaining about video games when you're like, oh, the reason <laughs> we have so many incels is because of South Park. Like, no, don't scapegoat that. Like, people talk about, well, Cartman makes Jew jokes. Yeah, but Cartman's never the hero. Like, yeah. that's what He's my always biggest, wrong. Like, my biggest problem with the later seasons is Cartman doesn't get his comeuppance enough, whereas All right. Cartman always gets his comeuppance in these well, earlier episodes. In this one, because for a moment you have a, a tiny bit of sympathy for Cartman where he's imagining when he first gets the CP, he was like imagining, are oh, they going to be my friends? They won't call me fat and make fun of me. And for a while you're like, oh, he's just a lonely kid who wants to escape. But when he doesn't get that, he immediately lashes out at all his friends. And yeah, <laughs> it's like, wow, you are awful. Yeah, yeah. He was only in it for himself. He got his mm -hmm. friends to rally around with their money to help him. He was very self-centered yeah. and self-focused. And yeah, even in the end where he's like, yes, I'm God. The society destroyed him, uh, themselves. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> and they man. had a very, how can we can just get along moment. Yeah, <laughs> uh, how about you, Ryan? What stands out to you from this episode, for better or worse? I just, I have to, Cartman hides <laughs> in a dead body. Like, yeah. that to me, like, it goes back to this. I really felt like this episode was them like, okay, we get the comparison because we're both adult-oriented animation. We're going to show, maybe we're both for adults, but we're drastically different shows. And we're yeah. not the same. We're not the same. But yeah, no, I think it's flipping, you know, because Tweak, the, the warning is hammer time. <laughs> and he yeah. can't remember it because he's Tweak. He's... He has to go through, I love him going through the whole song really quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they all hide and Cartman doesn't know what to do. He dives into Miss Chokes on Dick. <laughs> yeah. It's actually uh, funny, this one, because... This was when they were doing interconnected plots, but not so much serialized, mm. where there'd be elements oh, that no, carried they over. They were very minimal yeah. with it, and I appreciated it. So at this time in the run of South Park, they, in quotes, killed Kenny, um, mm. and he's pretty well dead for the entire yeah. six seasons. Well, because um, it's probably like the prank call joke. Like after a while, you just yeah. run out with. Yeah. You're, you're getting sick of doing it. And the yeah. episode where Kenny, quote unquote, like died is fucking hilarious. So yeah, oh, that they, they treat it so seriously, mm -hmm. and it, so yeah, this is a continuation on from the previous episode where they were doing like a bachelor style mm -hmm. <laughs> um, episode, trying to pick their new friend. Yep. And yeah, just this like is, we did with Danny. Exactly. <laughs> In the previous episode, they had revealed that Miss Chokes on Dick was going to die because they had yeah, made fun know. of the whole. Yeah cliffhanger ending yeah, yeah. It, it, they did the reveal at the end it's so funny it's well that they themselves were guilty like i think they were ripping on when they did cartman's mum mm. is a, a dirty, dirty slut, slut. and yeah. and they said yeah we'll reveal that in a month 
and then they came back in a month and did an entire Terrence and Phillip <laughs> episode. Right. One of the greatest bits of trolling before trolling was even in the lexicon yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like you're mentioning incels and edgelords and stuff before. I do think that South Park, to a degree, sort of feeds a bunch of that edgelordy but yeah, but philosophy. Time, but I don't think you can have any kind of parody of anything or satire of anything without people thinking it's being legitimate. And I mean, serious. for God's sakes, Zack Schneider is a director in Hollywood who didn't understand that Warshak was bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing. So I don't think you can blame the creators for people not understanding satire. That's not the creator's yeah. fault. That's the society's fault for not teaching critical thinking skills. Um, oh, I forgot where I was going with that point. But, uh, well, what's what's oh, another uh, thing up for you? Uh, for better or worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to wrap that whole thing up. Because, yeah, Miss Chokes on Dick had replaced Mr. Garrison. It's funny how, like... You know, we don't think about that name. It's just she was a character in the show like, for a couple again, of seasons. To a point where these are not the things I think are even remotely funny, the kind of more edgy quote unquote bits. I'm like, yeah, yeah cool, whatever. I don't yeah. really care. But then Cartman being proud of being God of the Sea people, I'm yeah. like, hee hee hee, that's adorable. <laughs> So, yeah, I think this episode can in- exist in an island like that where mm. I don't think you need all the context for all this stuff happening, but I do like how they include uh, certain parts of their history, like mm. with revealing, you know, Miss Chokes on Dickens going, the semen belonged to the school counsellor, ah. Mr. Mackey, but he wasn't responsible for the death, so he will remain anonymous. So <laughs> Which I also think is a pretty Simpsons-y joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To just retrospectively remove someone after you've already said. Yeah. yeah. And even then, I love the smash cut of... Uh, uh, what do we do these stupid, what are they called? Whatever the actual name for sea monkeys, I forget. Sea people. No, the, the actual. Oh, um, brine shrimp. Whatever they are. Brine shrimp, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, these are just brine shrimp. What do we do? Eh, let's put them in the teacher's coffee. Smash cut to yeah. him being taken away in an ambulance. They're all just like, oh, God, well, what do we do? Because was so devastated. He was so angry. And then they pitched the idea. Let's yeah. put it in her coffee. And he's like, <laughs> okay. And that's like these early seasons of uh, South Park, mm. Matt and Trey, like really have a good understanding of writing kids, which is yes. very difficult to do. You talk to any oh, yeah. screenwriter, they will tell you writing children is one of the most difficult things to do. Yeah, like. Because My nephews are four and five, and I play games with them, and their plot lines are impossible to follow. <laughs> like, Batman's fighting Optus, so now the Optimus, Optimus is a bad guy, and he's also a ninja, and now he's farting. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I agree, and I think The Simpsons especially, like, started writing Bart and Lisa as teenagers very early oh, yeah. on, yes, whereas, they did. like, I do think that uh, the four kids of South Park are, you know, beyond their actual age in intelligence, but it feels more real. And especially growing up in the Bogan primary schools that I grew up in, these characters felt like the fucking kids, mm-hmm. rat bad kids that I grew up oh, with. Yeah. Definitely. Um, like the Simpsons desperately could have used a Matt or a Trey to help them write Bart and Lisa if they yeah. wanted to have them be more their age, uh, which I yeah. think at this point the Simpsons don't care they, no, they no. haven't cared about that for a long time but cute little thing i don't know if you guys know this um but uh kyle's brother ike mm-hmm. is voiced by i think during the run has always been voiced by one of their kids or a oh. kid yeah yeah and it's really cute because i've seen the behind the scenes and it's just so sweet because it's like okay this makes me not mad at you because you're doing something <laughs> so genuine and cute 
Yeah, there's a clip where Trey's like directing his own daughter yep. when she's like three or four. Mm-hmm. And like watching the way that actually he engaged with the kid, like he's obviously been directing um, yeah. actors, which are, you know, for all intents and purposes, children um, for a long time. <laughs> but no, the way he specifically engaged with the kid and like helped her with line delivery and stuff. It, it was quite special. Like It goes um, to show that Matt and Trey are, I think they're both legitimately good filmmakers. Um yeah, and especially in terms of production where, you know, you can write off the crappy cutout sort of style that they're going for, but mm. it objectively looks good. Like, the textures in this are beautiful. Like, yeah, especially... Got a lot of expression out of 2D, yeah. like, flat cardboard cutout characters. Yeah, that's it. And sort of helps with having these simple models, but it does mean that they can put their production in other areas, and especially the music. I don't know that I appreciate it. Like, the instrumentation of the Sea People song is gorgeous Mm -hmm. like they've got all those flutes and little marimbas shimmery harps and stuff yeah it's got that real yeah under the sea feel about it and we get a slight glimpse of yeah a a chef song in this one yeah but (laughs) i think they reused the music from the prostitute song that's fair prostitute is someone who will love you but this one was like sometimes you kill a teacher and they find a semen in a body after what (laughs) what No, that needed to be. Especially when he says, oh, children, that's someone we've all been once in a while. <laughs> yeah, doing the typical chef shtick yeah. and then just it not applying he at just, all. Yeah. He lines it though. He nopes out. And then when he comes back, <laughs> yeah. he gives him a uh, duffel bag and money. Like, you're going to have to do some things you never thought you would have to do. <laughs> yep. But I also like the joke of them explaining just comes up the title card 43 seconds later. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. No, because they spent that 43 seconds on Cartman staring at the box staring at the brine trip, staring at the Vox branch. That <laughs> is it. a magical bit of extended comedy. Yeah, and quite frankly, a bit of childhood of, but it's not like on the box. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Like, you do get Cartman's disappointment. Um, I think we'll go through the rest of it in the final notes section, but sure. um, is there anything you'd like to change about this episode? We always like to explore mm. this. Ryan, what do you reckon? Man, I, I, as I'm thinking about it, and especially upon like every rewatch I've done, this particular episode, I don't think I would change anything because I think it's all very funny. I think it's well written. I think it explores the creative process. Like Butters is clearly the stand-in for the two of them, and oh yeah, like in, we're going to talk about it in the next one that we do. Like there's another very clear stand-in for them in the Butters storyline is like trying to figure out a world where nothing he comes up with is original and it frustrates him and you just get that insight into matt and trey especially this is season six so they've only been around for you know half a decade doing it but no i i wouldn't change it i think it's a great episode it's a i think it's a top tier episode i really do uh how about you bt what would you change about this episode uh when they do the simpsonization of all the south park characters cartman is nelson and he clearly should be ralph he looks like ralph I don't know, man. Cartman saying "ha ha" has has me in stitches every time. Yeah, he just he just looked like it. Also, Mister Hat was Willie. That was confusing to me. Was he? What? I mean, he had a red shaggy beard, like the Moors of Scotland. But Mister Garrison didn't have Mister Hat, did yes, he? Yes, he did. Oh, did he? Oh, yes, okay. I never caught that. Oh, that's interesting. It's it's a Simpsons character with a beard. I don't think they had a lot of options. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, where they snuck in the references to actual characters, you know, they had Kent Brockman doing the news and whatever. Yeah. It was interesting because, yeah, it was like South Park doing a Simpsons style, but it still very much looked like South Park. So it ended up in this weird spot. It was uh, very much a fever dream. (laughs) Though I will throw to a quick Jordan's Animal Corner. Jordan's Uh, Animal Corner. (laughs) 
Uh, so when General Disarray is first introduced to Captain uh, fucking whatever, Professor Chaos, Professor Chaos is, shut up, plans. He's like, oh, I think that Mr. Burns character had this idea to block out the sun. But later on, he's quoting like episode numbers and names. He knows the Simpsons back to front. Which is it? Does he not know which one is which? Or does he know the episode so well he knows the production numbers? Come on. And he also got a bunch of those wrong. <laughs> well, but also, yeah, Butter is at one point says, yeah, I've watched all 132 episodes of The Simpsons. That was going to be in my wackiness. Yeah, I checked. At that stage, The Simpsons had released 291. So I can understand why South Park were feeling frustrated because, yeah, Simpsons at this stage were already 200 episodes ahead of them, you know? So, of course, they would have done so many of the same stories. Yeah, it's hard to say what I'd like to change about it. Like, I do kind of wish you didn't need so much context for the greater world around South Park because I think this would be an interesting episode for someone who wasn't that into South Park to Mm. see their take on The Simpsons. Yeah. I think you get enough, at least. Yeah, and it's hard to say whether you do get the right amount of Simpsons reference because, yeah, for its purpose, yeah, the Simpsons already did it is actually the B story of this episode. Mm. And I don't know how much more you can get out of it. I think they hit all the jokes they could. And, Mm. yeah, down to the... I got the cherries and chocolate-covered cherries and replaced it with stinky old mayonnaise. Simpsons ever do that? No, I think they'd be a lot more clever. (laughs) 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 Oh, little did they know. Elliot, we're on the same wavelength, because I was going to say, I really enjoyed that joke, because that was like them making, poking fun at themselves, like, all right, we need a (laughs) storyline. (laughs) <laughs> just anything <laughs> okay how about Cartman gets his uh, art teacher pregnant with voodoo <laughs> Simpsons done that no not yet okay but yeah this is already in season 13 and yeah it's you know the show's on the decline but it's not the suck fest that would come mm. later if the Simpsons would have ended right around when this episode came out that would still be a god tier run of yeah. 13 seasons like yeah the last couple weren't great but there's still some good humor to it Ah, for the highs they hit. Like now, as a Simpsons fan, I have to be like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the last 15 years. <laughs> i got to say, it's uh, been nice taking a little break from The Simpsons, even yeah. if we have to watch Family Guy in a month yeah. Anyway, um, uh, Ryan, do you have any other final notes? Like, no, and I just wanted to say, Matt and Trey, I give them credit. They're from Colorado. They make sure they incorporate it into the show really well. Mm. Like they're not like Simpsons where it's, it, it could be every te- it could be any Springfield. Nah, this is Colorado. This is Colorado as fuck. BT, what are your final notes about when I got this a- episode? Tweaks worried about completing the snowman because it might come to life and try and kill him. And someone's like, "Oh, when is that going to happen?" Other than that one time. Yep, a reference to the Christmas card, which was the unofficial pilot of South Park. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they're in- hiding in the morgue, you get the morgue guys. Hey, do you smell children? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Uh, such a good bit the, my big up arrow comes to uh, when Cartman goes to the sperm bank and he's like <laughs> look I'm just going to be straightforward with you I'm, like, I'm going to joke you around you don't joke me around we're just going to like, you've got the stuff I need the stuff let's get, do a deal here and the woman just buys it immediately yeah. Yeah. and then the finger point like they end, yeah, they end yeah. it in such a funny moment the fa- he points his finger and it starts to goop off and I just lose it every time <laughs> I see that because it's yep. so gross <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but yeah, just his confidence, which I always got the vibe he kind of got built from, you know, television and watching all these sort of yeah, things. Sure. And it's like, okay, so yeah, this is the part that I'm going to play. Like, I think Cartman is secretly a very good actor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He just walks in and act like you know what you're doing. Yeah. You gotta be uh, a good actor to be a master manipulator like Cartman. It's true. Yeah, true. And my only note of heart is war is the <laughs> natural order of life. Why can't societies just live in peace? Oh. 
We've learned something today. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, I only have a couple of other notes. Yeah, we get a Terence and Philip in this episode. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think I may have accidentally killed Celine Dion. Murder is never an accident. <laughs> ah! uh, I love that South Park, kind of in the same way that The Simpsons were doing with Itchy and Scratchy and built their own cartoon that would be like the critics' idea of what their show was. Mm. And yeah, Simpsons explored that with Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. And yeah, and as did the South Park movie, really explore that with... Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Terrence and Philip. So yeah, the Simpsons somewhat returned the favor in the next season in the Bard of War, mm-hmm. where Milhouse and Bard are actually watching an episode of South Park. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to say that is a super lazy parody of South Park. It's so bad. It, it, it's like I expect more from you guys. Like you, there's plenty of things to make fun of South Park. They boil mm-hmm. it down to like the dumbest thing, and it's like yeah. Oh, here's Farty the Cripple Robot, and he's got OJ hiding in his ass, and he's in a band with Fiona Apple, and it's, it's like so dumb. They're criticizing South Park of being Family Guy. It's very odd. Like, yeah, and yeah, they would later do a South Park like visual reference, when, which is fine. Uh, that was good. Oh, uh, we hated it in well, was, no in idea. Oh Brother, where Bart Thou, and it's a HD era episode, and just him, Nelson, and Milhouse are standing at the bus stop, and then Otto runs over Ralph Kenny. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't fit. All right. Well, that's it. I think it's time to rank this thing on the Simpsons slash South Park slash Family Guy Index. We rank using a six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at... Hippies. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, cheesy poofs, snacky cakes. <laughs> I um, think cheesy poofs would be at the top. All right. All right. <laughs> I actually got a box of um, cheesy poofs. Uh, they did, yeah. like, a promotional run. Yeah. Uh, way back when it was just basically cheetos yeah anyway our scale starts on the bottom at failure maybe if the episode was meh we give it participant but for the positive rankings you got okay bronze good silver excellent gold but for the best of the very best you give cheesy piss no you give cubic zirconia i'm gonna go first let me show you how it's done um damn Mm, (laughs) there's a certain part of me that wants to give it a qz based on you know we say cubic zirconia is essential it's essential to the simpsons experience I don't think it is, but it's a very good episode, but it's also the way it ties together in the end justifies the sort of two very separate journeys this episode is taking. And I think you need just kind of a little bit too much context of the greater South Park world for a lot of it to land. So Mm. I am just sort of dinging it for those reasons and giving it gold, but it's kind of based on in comparison to Simpsons. And if you're approaching this as a Simpsons fan, if this was the South Park Index, maybe I'd give it QZ, but uh, it's just getting gold for me, BT. Yeah, it's tough. I don't have a gauge for this. Yeah. Um, so I'm not... I kind of was on a bronze for a while. I feel like that carbon and the sperm make bit definitely kicks it up to a silver for me. So that's where I'm going to sit. I I will openly say big asterisks. I do not have a metric on which to base this. I haven't watched <laughs> South Park, geez, since I think maybe... When was the last time we watched it? Like maybe back in Kalara? Like, yeah, like season 16 sort yeah, of. Yeah, ages. So I've got no gauge for this. Yeah. And Ryan, finish it off. Yeah, so as somebody who's watched it all and has a good gauge for it, I think Elliot is like right in the, the sweet spot. I'm going to give it a gold also because while it is funny, the episode is very much about the process of writing a story. So hmm. like for me, I want to do this thing. So it appeals to me. But also hmm. you have to have the knowledge of both shows to get into it. Whereas I talked about the South Park movie, you don't need a good background in South Park. You can go into it and the movie does the heavy lifting for you to get the show. Whereas this, you have to know the background of South Park. You have to know the Simpsons to a degree. 
And if you don't, you're kind of just like in the dark. And while it's very funny, that's what prevents it from QZ. Nah. Nothing wrong with gold because there's like been 200 mm, no. some episodes of yeah. South Park. <laughs> no. Nah. So. And just sort of on that as well, like I had toyed with the idea of doing other index shows mm. and um, obviously because South Park was really important to me as a teenager growing up, I considered like, would a South Park index work? And the problem is that like, even from the start, it had serialized and a lot more two-parter episodes. So especially like, even though that you could do a three different decades thing with them mm -hmm. now, yeah. it simply wouldn't work because of how interconnected a lot of their plots are. Mm. Like even before they'd started doing serialized seasons, they were doing things like, the Imagination Land trilogy or yeah. the episodes we're about to do or oh, things like that. The Imagination so. Land trilogy, I would give a QZ. Like, that was them making a movie within yeah. their season. That Oh, that was so funny. Just the crux of Cartman wanting to get Kyle to suck his balls. Just Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was one where I can't believe they made the same joke work for three weeks in a row, but <laughs> goddamn, that was yeah. so good. Mm -hmm. All right, well, yeah, it's about time we move on to the teens era of South Park, <laughs> where we are going to watch Cartoon Wars Part 1, and we'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched a Teens Era episode of South Park. God, this is weird. And it was Season 10, Episode 3, Cartoon Wars Part 1. First released in April of 06, it was written and directed by Trey Parker in this episode. Family Guy is about to air an episode with the Prophet Muhammad depicted in mm. the cartoon, and everybody's freaking the fuck out. And Cartman sets out to try and cancel the episode and tries to lead Kyle along, who realizes that he's full of shit mm -hmm. and just wants to cancel Family Guy entirely. Hey guys, what'd you think? I have no gauge. <laughs> Pretty funny episode for me. I uh, like both these episodes delve deeply into the process of writing. Mm. Yeah. Like, because Cartman's speech to Kyle about yeah. why he is different from Family Guy. Like, mm. Matt and Trey, like, are very much in this speech. Like, we oh, are yeah. not family guy. This is why we aren't. And the thing is, they're correct. Yeah. Like, it goes back to, uh, we've probably had this discussion before. When you do a flashback joke, it still needs to tie into the episode. Simpsons do it really well. Yep. Which is why you won't hear me complain about a Simpsons call, you know. Flashback. Uh, the rare flashback joke that I use as a point of comparison is Bleeding Gums Murphy, where he says, ah, then I had my $10,000 a day habit. Yeah. It cuts to him buying Fabergé eggs, which yeah. is such a great subversion of what you were expecting. And it just exactly. uh, it kills me. Everything. Whereas South Park goes into, that is not what they do on Family Guy. Family Guy, it's literally just a um, parade of jokes. Mm. And we'll save it for part two as to why that can be okay. But... <laughs> You feel Matt and Trey's frustration of oh, like, yeah. because they firmly believe in the writing. Like when you're writing a joke, it is inherent this happened, to the episode. Yeah, it's inherent to the episode, and the episode progresses. You can't do and then it needs to be. Yeah, this happened, causing this to happen. Like mm. it cannot just be like Family Guy's really guilty of just and then this happened, and that's yeah. the frustration for them. Yeah, and the way that this episode sort of demonstrates you know, to the nth degree, these two different styles of, like, them using the most flimsiest of excuses to set up the joke. Nervous, like the time when I was, and it's like, you weren't nervous in that scene. You yeah. just sang a Captain and Tennille song with Captain Kirk because they were somehow interchangeable and related. Yeah. Um, it's sort of funny, this, because I remember this episode coming out and 
it wasn't like mum and dad are fighting because like I said on the previous episode I was a massive Family Guy fan, but it was more like you know dad and the weird uncle are fighting because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, there ladies, was a stop, ma- you're both I, I, pretty. I don't know what kind of marketing you guys get. They were Comedy Central was hyping the fuck out of this episode, like you know, because I think at the time of the release of this episode. I think this was Family Guy at its most popular because it got the comeback. You know, yeah, everybody yeah. was all over it. Yeah, 2006. So Family Guy uh, starting to air their fifth season, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they got revived between three and four. And this was before people got sick of it, too. Like, this yeah. was... Granted, it, people were going to get sick of it really soon. Oh, my but, yes. Well, just on that as well. So what is like your Family Guy history as well? I mean, me and BT have uh, obviously had our moment to talk about that. So yeah, Uh, I'll I'll try to make this a brief summary because I know I talk a lot. So Family Guy was the one that like when it aired, like my parents let us watch it, but my mom didn't really care because the humor was definitely pushing it to the nth degree. And that was in the early episodes and my mom didn't care for it. Upon the revival, I was a teenager, so she couldn't really stop me. She does not like it. I enjoy it, you know. I will say, like, when people forgive, like, some of the weaknesses of Family Guy, it frustrates me because they're legitimately wonderful episodes of this TV show. Mm -hmm. And they can do really good stuff. I always point to um, the episode where Brian has to, he gets in trouble, and he has to take care of the old lady. Oh, yeah, Brian Wallows and Peter Swallows. And yeah, Peter, yeah, got, yeah, that to yeah. me is a wonderful episode of television that is, like, it's as good as, a you know, some of the best Simpsons. Like, that's to me is why when people forgive Family Guys what they do now, it's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. They can do something really well. And I think Seth MacFarlane is guilty of the same thing I don't like Matt and Trey. He seems so cynical about his success. <laughs> like he doesn't want to do it but oh there's a dump truck of money so i'm gonna keep doing it dude you yeah. don't have to do it you, well that's you can it. stop at any time no and Seth it's is... a dump truck <laughs> they got the b77 that's a big dump truck like it is yeah. it like since we're gonna reference the simpsons it very much reminds me of crusty getting yeah. that dump truck <laughs> full of money and it's like if you've made like i know for a fact seth mcfarlane has set for life probably not as well as matt and trey but Seth MacFarlane is probably rich enough to where his grandkids will never have to work. So yeah. if you don't like it, don't do it. Just stop. No, and I'm surprised because Seth doesn't have much to do with any of the shows anymore. He's more... Yeah, he's pretty much just the voice. And he's releasing albums. Like, he does jazz records. Like, he's like been doing a record every two years for wow, a while now. Wow, I did now. not know that. I, that's interesting. Yeah, he, like, I think at his core, the dude just wanted to be the leader of a big band. Like, yeah. and you see so much of that where jazz mm. permeates Family Guy and American Dad so deeply he will Uh, you know seth matt and trey they all love musicals yeah (laughs) i think it is just inherent if you make animation you love musicals because simpsons south park family guy adventure time adventure time the only adult show that i've never seen a music there they never did a musical episode was like king of the hill oh yeah bobby we're gonna play some rock and roll now But yeah, Family Guy for me, like where it is now, the jokes are very mean. And I just yeah. don't like, okay, if you're going to do nothing but jokes, at least make them funny. A lot mm-hmm. of the jokes I don't care for. A lot of them are very cruel. The show just doesn't work for me anymore. Like, 
I'll watch yeah. the old stuff, but I don't watch the new Family Guy anymore. It's just too hateful. I think it's the best way to describe it. Yeah, and look, I got to admit, like, since doing the Family Guy crossover the other week, mm-hmm. I have, in a sort of laundry playlist sort of context or doing the dishes or something, have chucked on one of the old Family Guys and have times been impressed by the story structures in them, and especially the early seasons. And it does. Those first three seasons are very good. Like, yeah. I would. I don't think any television show has the same run as Simpsons from season three to eight, but seasons one to three of Family Guy are just as good as most animated TV. So yeah, and I'd put South Park seasons one to eight in that sort of conversation as well. Yeah, like as well with this one. Like I remembered because Mrs. Garrison is Mrs. Garrison in this one. It's like the way they handled the transition episode there is just fucking awful and then the way they handled it out was funny but in other ways awful mm. i guess when it's all Ms. about garrison wanted to go back the singing penis mouse oh my god oh that some... made me laugh but it was so wrong i know like it's that in community for best use of somewhere out there from the- yeah <laughs> <laughs> i did love community's version um but just quickly oh, yeah. uh so what did you think about the family guy simpsons crossover anyway i don't like it um <laughs> why if, would you open would, that pandora's box <laughs> if i would i'll keep it quick um if i would have been on the episode i would have given it a failure for the simple reason alone it does not feel like an episode of the simpsons there are some jokes that happen that i just you can't do i would never allow on a <laughs> simpsons episode i would never be okay with mo your sister's getting raped no that's yeah. not okay that's not see that's just cruel there's no inherent joke to that it's just a shock, shock value, value, cruel yeah. joke. And then what was it? Stewie like is like torturing Nelson. I don't like that. You can do a Simpsons Family Guy crossover and do it okay. I think the ceiling is very low, whereas the floor is really bottomed yeah. out and they somehow reached it. And in that same scene as well with the Nelson torture and all the people that he's kidnapped, I forgot to mention when we were reviewing that, you know, the Simpsons with the Apu character, yeah, the fact that they named him Apu Mm -hmm. and they chose never to make a joke about Poo. And it's like the first time Family Guy get a chance that they do that. They have Stewie go, I just wanted to say I took Apu. Oh, yeah. I mm. forgot about that. Sorry to remind you. Yeah, Family <sighs> Guy's going to grab the low-hanging fruit. Like, that's the thing. Like they... That's it. And they've made some tasty pies from that fruit. But anyway. Uh, and then I'll just say the Homer trying to teach Peter how to say mmm donuts was stupid. That uh, irritated the shit out the of me. The whole introduction. I'm Homer. I'm the benevolent donut buyer because I once couldn't afford a donut. Like, fuck off. What kind of clumsy ass shit it's, writing it's, is it's, this? It's just well, not we're funny. about to find out because there's <laughs> a secret about the Family Guy writers <gasps> that you didn't know. But uh, we'll get into that in Cartoon Wars Part 2. Okay. But uh, BT, what about you? What stands out to you from this episode, for better or worse? Randy Marsh is fucking amazing. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, when they killed off Chef, yeah. they had Randy step up as a character and yet. He's one of the highlights of the South Park teens for me. Just, okay, starts off with the, you know, there's a cute little sentimental moment of, you know, Stan's mom reading him a story and saying, the bubblegum prince knew the ha- land of chocolate would be safe. And there's a little moment of quiet and Randy just bursts and says, oh my God, we gotta get, get my gun. Ah! Stan? Stan. Stan. He tells Stan to put his shoes on, but then drags Stan away before yeah. he could get his shoes on. And just his line later of, if we're still alive in the morning, they won't know we're not dead. 
funny. God damn, he's just everything he. This does. is before, and this is before uh, Randy becomes just a jackass. Because I, I mm. don't care for Randy now. Like the most recent couple seasons, Randy to me gets overused. But this is that sweet spot of when they use him. It's really funny, but they don't overdo it with yeah. Randy yet. I just to throw to a random line of his from an episode I don't quite remember. I think it's the Easter one. Randy tells Stan not to do something, and then then he does it. And he says, "Why did you do this?" Like you told him, "That's not how we're remembering this, Stan." <laughs> I think of that line of just, "That's not how we're going to remember this." Mm-hmm. That's not the official story. Shut up, shut up. And it's a fascinating evolution of a character because, yeah, Randy originally was based on Trey Parker's dad, mm-hmm. who who was like, "Hmm, I need to think of a boring job for Stan's dad to do." Ah, geologist or whatever. So I will. Pl- I've watched this guy do YouTube videos. If anybody's interested, he did uh, Johnny Two Cellos or whatever. He mm-hmm. did a video of like the evolution of Randy. It's mm-hmm. really well done. He goes like in depth. So if anybody's listening and wants to learn more about Randy. Uh, look up uh, Johnny Two Cellos. That analysis of Randy's character is great. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it is fascinating just from a quiet, mild-mannered mm. dude to become sort of the who they use for like public panic over, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and over exaggeration. Um, but yeah, what stands out to me? Uh, this is a bit of a weird episode, you know, in that there's a fair amount of setup going on, and yeah. the reason it is a two-parter is because. Trey and Matt were in ongoing negotiations with Comedy Central on if they were going to depict Muhammad mm-hmm. in this episode or draw him. And originally it was meant to be the season opener. They delayed that so that they could see if they can get Comedy Central on side. And they made this a two-parter when negotiations were kind of failing. And I feel there are a few moments in this episode where they are spinning the wheels a little bit. But the thing is, the plot does keep moving, Mm. even if at times it slows down. Yeah, it's nothing that feels too laggy. That said, this one is all set up. Yeah, and... Well, I think the laggy moments for me are like the town meeting when they're discussing the burying mm. the head in the sand and Cartman and Kyle's conversations, both of them, when they're deciding to go out to Los Angeles yeah. and also then when Cartman's just, true just intentions are revealed. a beat or two too long. Yeah. But like otherwise, you know, pretty fine as mm-hmm. far as an episode goes. I mean, what do you reckon, Ryan? I, I really like the jokes about the fact that the town decides to bury their heads in sand mm-hmm. yeah to deal with it uh the pose that they chose to have everybody do <laughs> so uncomfortable <laughs> standing and bending with their arms just splayed out stupidly it is visually hilarious yeah this is yeah. comically the funniest way they could have oh, done yeah. this yeah oh for sure i really god the cinematic nature of the big wheel chase yeah i really appreciated it because it's just like for like normal characters, it would obviously be a car, but they only thing that's different is it's two big wheels. <laughs> yeah, I, I say this all the time because I have a brother named Kyle, so I always say this: <laughs> "Suck my balls, Kyle." <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kyle's out there. Yeah, oh, and I have a brother-in-law named Kyle too. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty common name in the states. Oh yeah, for sure. Not the worst Cartman quote that you could use against a Kyle, but there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's it. I, I do feel also that big wheel chase was just a little, maybe a scene too long. Yeah, I got it. Like, I really admire the production of it. Oh, yeah. I think this is something again that South Park do well is the small action but big moments. Yeah, sort yeah. Of thing. especially when they get like a police car chasing them for no reason that then yeah. spins off the road <laughs> and the car flips yeah. over. 
just... Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, the high stakes of Kyle not being able to turn him away from the cliff. And then... I do like he's still pedaling. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And another Simpsonsy joke. Yeah. The big wheel falls Playlist. off the thing. Yeah, explodes. Exploding things that explode that shouldn't explode. Yeah. Interesting, South Park. Simpsons did it, apparently. <laughs> yep. So, I guess one of the things that yeah should be uh, mentioned with this is that this is having a lot to do with the and mentioning the Danish cartoons that got mm. published that, you know, I don't want to get into, you know, at fear of getting some details wrong. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was a general feeling in the media at this time that we can't stand for these, like, cartoons causing so much riots and fucking... So much unrest for the sake of a cartoon. Yeah, because especially the thing that they were referencing, uh, like, according to Muslim tradition, and they address it in this episode, is just for Muslims. And, like, the repercussions from this and, like, the action taken was just outrageous. Like, the various protests and stuff across the world, like, reports of, yeah, over 250 deaths. And then, of course, there was the shooting up of the the French magazine that Mm. republished them as well. And so, like, there's a lot to get into here. And so the reason that Comedy Central were saying that you can't do this is because they were afraid of uh, violent retaliation. Mm. And it's interesting in this now, you know, uh, God, 15 years removed from this, that these episodes are currently unavailable on HBO for you, Ryan, and then uh, not available on Amazon Prime for us. I had to, yeah, find alternate means of getting these episodes today. I I had to as well. Hopefully the DVDs still have them, because I know since we're talking banned episodes, episodes 200 and 201 are incredibly difficult to get on physical media. I think those were straight up banned from the DVDs pretty immediately, whereas these two episodes were banned when the HBO deal happened. Right. The HBO deal happens, and then suddenly these two episodes aren't allowed, which is always frustrating to me, because at the core of the episode, I think it's a really important message, which is you can't let the terrorists win. You yeah. are letting them win by, you know, uh, I think it was Butter's dad's speech. You can't let these people get away with it. Yeah, you can't say you stand for free speech and then not be willing to actually defend it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think what I really like about this episode is Cartman's character using tolerance as a to, weapon, basically. As yeah. a means of fascism. Because yeah. like, that is happening right. Like, it's what's, what's amazing about this episode is still very relevant because currently, you know, in the United States, we have these people who are using, like, oh, you're being anti Semitic when in reality, they're they hate they hate the Jews and they are just using it to attack other people. Mm. Like you can't criticize Israel because that's anti-Semitism in the United States right now is like massive. And yeah. it's like they don't care about these people. They're just using it to attack people mm. they don't like. And that's what Cartman is doing it. He's using Islamophobia to attack yeah. something he doesn't like. That's what's so smart about this episode. And this is why I said when Matt and Trey do something well, it really shines and it it is aged really well. Yeah, there's always going to be someone who basically utilizes it to their own ends rather than the intended sensitivity for it. That said, uh, surprising enough, the studio is now covered in eggshells all over the floor. <laughs> when did that happen? I'm, uh. 
I like my omelets. <laughs> I mean, so do I, but why do you put the eggshells on the floor? Yeah. And like I said before, you can make a joke about anybody. You just better back it up with a really mm. well-written, well-constructed joke, or else you're just looking like a dick. Well, I think that's what makes this episode, and especially the fact that it's been, for all purposes, pulled from every service yeah, where that's... it's available, and so has the Super Best Friends episode. I was going to where... say, because yes. didn't they previously depict Muhammad? And yeah, they did. I have they, the, I, It I, was I, not I a the thing DVD. then. Yeah. yeah. I was going to mention it before. Yeah, I'm glad that I have at least a physical copy of this. I'm mm. fucking uh, just moved house and I don't know which Where of the is, 14 yeah. DVD boxes that this Somewhere. one's in. It's next but, to the eggshells. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this one's a very interesting comparison to mm. especially a lot of episodes of various programs getting pulled at the moment. Like I mentioned, Well, especially in this one, there is nothing. <laughs> no, like, they literally never show the image of Muhammad. Mm. It doesn't happen. So... Yeah, I don't understand the need to pull this. I and frankly, the super best friends one, you know who should be offended is David Blaine and anybody who's a Buddhist, like the, <laughs> and, and Aquaman. The super, yeah, and the super best friends, Muhammad gets fire powers. Yeah, that's cool. Whereas Buddha, they mock like as a as a simple idiot in a way, and mm. you know David Blaine, they use him as a parallel to. I think Scientology in a way. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So in filmmaking, you don't have to worry about copyright, like for products, as long as you're showing the product in a good light. So like, for example, on set, we can use a, like a can of Coke if somebody's mm -hmm. just drinking it. And they're like, ah, that's a refreshing <laughs> beverage. Yeah. Like you're not, if you're not disparaging the character, I don't understand why people would get upset. Like this episode sponsors Chuck's Wipes. If you need to wipe <laughs> up a sticky situation, use Chuck's. Yeah. So South Park Too many never, on the <laughs> in the five episodes where Muhammad is mentioned, they never disparage him. Mm. So mm. I don't understand why people would get upset about it. It just and it's like an arbitrary rule. I feel like too. Yeah, well, I think that's an interesting comparison with a lot of other shows that are pulling various episodes from streaming services. We know with The Simpsons, they mm. pulled the Michael yeah. Jackson episode. That was at least sort of self-policing. That wasn't like no one was public outcry for any of that shit. Yeah. But yeah. then there's examples like 30 Rock, which have pulled a couple of episodes for Jenny doing blackface. Mm. So I think there's an interesting comparison to be made and, you know, a lot of people will bemoan cancel culture and all that sort of shit. But the difference with this one and 30 Rock, for example, is the the reason the network backed down is because there was a threat of violence. Mm. You know, with the whole PC police, the PC police aren't threatening violence. They will violence. tweet at you so hard. Exactly. So, Fill your inbox. Which hey, let's remember, nobody stays cancelled in Hollywood. For God's sakes, what's his no. face? He's got a movie. <laughs> so like, okay, let them tweet. Yeah, Jenna Krakowski is still getting work. Like, and yeah, she's let them tweet. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that's at least it. in the studio's defense, there is the vague threat of violence. Yeah. I think the South Park episode kind of nailed it. So I don't know how it is for you guys in mm. Australia, but in the United States, there's this over like they pour so much fear into you, but in reality it is incredibly difficult to do any, like no country on earth is going to be able to invade the U.S. It's just mm. not possible. Like, so there might be small acts of like mm. maybe terrorism, but like the numbers went down drastically from foreign terrorists yeah, in the U.S. because of all of our security. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't be taking the foreign threats as seriously because legitimately there's not a whole lot they can do. 
Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, at this time this episode was produced and released is the... Very different time. Yeah, and tensions between, yeah, the West and the Muslim worlds were really, like... Yeah, and that's kind oh, of the I'm main... T- I'm, no, which is fair. I'm talking about, like, now the fact that oh, the yeah, episodes yeah. are pulled. Now it's ridiculous different. that the episodes because, are pulled. Yeah, like, at the time, yeah, it was a very different climate. And even watching this episode, and feel free to pull this bit, because it's, it's one I'm going to have trouble explaining... But seeing footage of, like, a uh, Muslim extremist terrorist on television, which used to be such a staple early 2000s, mm, that was, like, yeah. news almost every single night. Yeah. That's was. just not a thing now, and that nope. feels incredibly weird to not have that incredibly impactful, very worrying, ominous threat. Yeah. Did you guys find somehow. it odd that, like, when they were showing the terrorist and the guy, the terrorist complaints were, like, people's complaints about... Um, yeah. Family yeah. Guy. Like it just seemed weird. Like that one was weird to me. Well, okay. This sort of comes to one of my big problems with the episode in that I think like, and I've got sort of my issues with a subtitle joke anyway. Mm. Like, yeah. I think it's just too easy of a joke to make. I kind of mm. wish they tried harder. But anyway, yeah. uh, with their various speeches on whether it was Butter's dad, freedom of speech, or Cartman's, I make jokes that are always inherent to a plot. That's not the characters. That's mm. clearly Matt and yeah. Trey. And that's kind of my problem. They're great speeches. Injecting themselves into it. Yeah. And they're well-worded speeches, but they don't feel true to those characters. I no. mean, it's if you're going to have the free speech speech, it needs to be Stan. Because Stan yeah. or Kyle, they make the joke in the next episode, don't do one of your little speeches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and always the point of South Park was grown-ups are dumb. Kids are way more intuitive than you think. That's why they had the kids doing the Today I've Learned Something speeches. Mm -hmm. You know, South Park posits that, yeah, adults are all dumb and panicky assholes, whereas children can cut through the shit. Anyway, we've probably got to wrap this review up. Yeah. Because, um, oh my, yes. But yeah, let's... Comment on the heart of this episode. <laughs> Do you feel any of the bumps? And yeah, we'll use the change question on the next episode mm. because, you know... Using this is the all whole set up and yeah. it's very hard to talk about, yeah, change when I don't know what the payoff for that setup is. Yeah. But anyway, uh, BT, do you have any final notes about this episode? I suddenly want a whopper out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> it is kind of weird to have an in-universe bit where Cartman turns to Kyle and says, how would you feel, Kyle, if there was a TV show making fun of you? Yeah. But in-universe, that makes sense because he says what i'm just a kid ripping on my friend yeah i'm not into tv shows like that works and it doesn't at the same time (laughs) they have a terminator 2 reference which i did not much care for Uh, it just wasn't as good as terminator 2 references need to be yeah he's supposed to turn into a skeleton and blow into ash that's the way it works yeah they didn't do it right as somebody who frequently has that nightmare partly because (laughs) of seeing terminator 2 at such a young age like you mm. got to do it correctly. And yeah. Like they make Ike into this weird little puss ball and Kyle into a puss. Like no, yeah. Do the Terminator yeah. no. two thing. Yep. Black skeletons turn into ash. Um. Yep. There's a weird bit where whatever the teacher's name is, it's left my brain. Uh, is doing this all talking about the Muslim face and is all like you can't have sex and you can't jack off and I'm like okay this is going to be leading into isn't that crazy but that's the same thing Catholics do that's going to be the joke and then it wasn't and then like and okay. they live in sand. That's like, such an easy joke to make. <laughs> I, I, like, that's what I thought of what it was. It's like, yeah. wait, what are we? Then what are we doing? I'm confused. I think it's. I mean, it's a bit excruciating to watch, but then it set up Cartman going, "No, you're not getting the issue, right, Wendy?" And she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I did like it." That. Was <laughs> so that was so funny. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I've me just, and my wife have like, always talked about how great Wendy and Cartman's dynamic can be when they yeah, do it true. right. 
Yeah, like, I don't want to go out on a limb and say I love this episode because it's been a while since I've seen it, but the breast cancer show mm. where oh, when he just best. I assure beats you, it's the absolute fuck out of him is just so satisfying. It's so yeah. flipping good. That episode I would give QZ. Like, that... I'm, if, if oh, you there we go. He will while, go out on a limb. <laughs> um, all it takes is for one episode to get pulled and the whole TV show goes down. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's it. South Park is still making, <laughs> yeah. still making new episodes. Mm-hmm. I'll do like when, wait, one person will have to stay out of the sand to bury the last person. I'll do it. I've had a good run. Mary, you go bury your head in the sand. Who the hell are those people? (laughs) And a bit I wish they dwelled on a little bit more when the President of the United States meets the President of the Network. I do a bit more back and forth. Mr. President, Mr. President. Uh, That was so so funny. I loved that bit. I I wanted a bit more. It reminded me a lot of an episode of Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast (laughs) where we watched the series backwards where they're all like, my lord, my lord, my lord, my lord, (laughs) my lord, my lord. (laughs) Uh, How about you, Ryan? Any other notes in this episode you want to mention before we rank it? I'm curious curious to who was who you know cartman is clearly one of them and then kyle i think is one of the other crew maybe kyle is a stand-in for like a writer in the south park office that's like hey i kind of like the show you know well no i bet this was like i mean south park are so like they always play devil's advocate mm, yeah. and i bet there was a lot of both of them coming out from this it's like oh that's right you work on south park oh, have you seen this family guy yeah. and like knowing the ins and outs of tv and yeah. sort of like a regular like non-creative or whatever just sort of going oh that's the you you work on the root show yeah exactly that must be fucking infuriating but by the same token i kind of feel like if your job is to structure plots all day to sit down and shut off and just watch something that the jokes are not inherent to the plot yeah i think you could pull something from that all right well it's time to rank this thing and ryan you can go first on this one thank fuck um i'm gonna go with a Oh, wow. I wanted to say one thing, and my body was like, are you sure you want to do it that? <laughs> like, I had that gut, fe- that yep. gut like, stop. Um, it's, it's the BT method. I'm going to try the BT method. Um, yeah. I give oh. this episode a bronze. I give this episode a silver. Uh, silver. I think the jokes that are there are pretty darn funny. There are definitely things I would change about it. We'll get to it in part two. But overall, I think this is funny. And I think, you know, they mock the preachiness in part two, but I think it's a really important message Mm. about we've had free speech taken for granted for so long. Now we actually have to defend it. And I think that, hell, that message is still kind of relevant to this day because... Yeah. The irony is it's the right wing sources that are trying to censor people more than anything. No, definitely. Yeah, look, I'm going silver on this one as well. And... Despite the fact that, yeah, like the problems that I mentioned, the wheel spinniness and, like, the characters that, you know, are clearly ciphers for Matt and Trey, like, this episode is very well written from that standpoint as well. And it does, yeah, like you said, have an important message that I think executes well. And generally part ones are probably going to always do a little bit better because it's the setup rather than the payoff. So this does get me excited for what's happening next week. Mm. And... Uh, that's it, BT. I was gonna be in a bronze until you said it does get me excited for what's happening next. You're like, you're right. That is the the job of a part one is to make me go, ooh, what do you got next, part two? Yeah, which it does. So I will give this a silver as well. Big asterisk. I have no gauge <laughs> until we do the South Park index. Christ, never. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that does it for Cartoon Wars Part One. We're gonna go watch Part Two. We will be back.
And we are back, and we just watched another episode from Season 10, the one that followed on from the last one, in fact. It was Season 10, Episode 4, Cartoon Wars Part 2. First released in April of 06, again the week after the last episode, and it was directed and written by Trey Parker. In this episode, the thrilling conclusion of mm. Cartoon Wars, The Secret of the Family Guy Staff Revealed, mm. and Kyle and Cartman's Last Battle. Mm. Hey guys, what do you think? It's alright. <laughs> Pretty solid follow-up. Uh, yeah, I um, liked this a lot better than the last one, i got to say. Yep. No, it's all thrilling conclusion. I feel like the same wheel-spinningness that was bringing me down on the last one just isn't present in this one. I feel like it all moves on at such a cracking pace and it doesn't feel like they're biding their time. Yeah, there were a couple of bits. And to be entirely fair, we are watching these back-to-back rather than week-to-week. So there was yeah. another bit where they have, you know, once again, the... Uh, representative from al-qaeda speaking and they're doing the subtitles it's like for me it was like guys we've done this but given that if this was a week apart that would just be a reminder yeah so to be fair to it for that sake yeah. i really enjoy um the fake out opening yeah because that's directly referencing something they've done before yeah um, I, th- I think we even talked about it before yeah, yeah. the whole terence yeah. and philip fake out and yeah it rewards you if you are a longtime fan of the mm-hmm. show and if you're not a longtime fan and like you're watching this because you're like a Family Guy fan and you wanted to see what South Park was saying, you're probably like all confused. But it's still pretty funny because it's only yeah. it's quick. Like it's not a full episode of no. Oh my! If they the balls, if they would have done that again, <laughs> that would have. Well, I, I still remember watching that Terrence and Philip not without my anus, wanting mm-hmm. the yeah. you know conclusion. You know who's Cartman's father and all that. And mm-hmm. I remember like thinking in two minute increments okay but the episode's gonna kick in now isn't it yeah it's gonna kick oh, in man. any second now and i feel like this one does it for just long enough that mm. and then they transition out of the film with terence and philip in the thing and it's tying i in. remember watching I, it thinking oh my god it's going to happen because it like you said it went on long enough to where you're like oh they're doing they, this again they did it again yeah and then you know the reveal it's great because it's a you know, I remember watching Not Without My Anus being pretty upset, <laughs> but now I look back on it and I'm like, this is genius. This is so funny. Oh, like, to subvert the expectations, mm-hmm. and you're very early into your run, too. Like, oh, very yeah. brazen. And yeah, and just to speak to what you were saying before, they're not depicting him doing anything bad in the meta fiction of this fictional universe. Because they're like, <laughs> oh, hey, it's the prophet from the Muslim faith, Muhammad. Oh, I've read about you in the Quran. Let's solve a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently um, this was pushing Comedy Central as well, that they actually, even though the image was censored, had him speaking. And this is one of the things that Trey and Matt were constantly negotiating with. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what if we have a guy that we say isn't definitely not, it's not Muhammad? Like, they were trying to figure out all these workarounds. Well, okay, well, what about we have a guy in a, in a box and, yeah, even drawing the box around a dude, even showing his feet is still depicting so they were working with all these things and then yeah in the end comedy central caved they mm. had a scene animated and stuff where um, muhammad gives the salmon helmet to peter to family guy <laughs> and comedy central pulled it and mm-hmm. that was the alternative was those two title cards yep it is fascinating because mm. even in the ways i was able to watch this episode it's still the title card so mm. i don't think they were ever released i uh no 
And there's an interesting thing with, you know, uh, we mentioned before episodes, and they were titled this as well, 200 and 201, were, especially 201, had heavily edited scenes and was constantly, especially the final moment where, like, I think it's Jesus, Kyle's Santa, speech. and... Yeah, Kyle, uh, Jesus, it, and Santa. Kyle's get a, that, at the very least, has leaked, and you can watch it. Yeah, like, yeah. And so people online as well have made like a composite edit of that as well to include the scenes that were censored. And it's interesting like that as well because, yeah, I've watched those scenes and there's nothing in that speech that wasn't in this episode either. Well, in the speech, I remember I couldn't watch it. Like when it aired, they censored it. Yeah, and it was then just when a I found it, Kyle's speech was just about the power of violence. And it's like, y'all, yeah. nothing he said was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you guys caved. <laughs> Your violence... Yeah. Violence one, um, yeah. But uh, BT, what about uh, you? Let's start with you. For better or worse, what's the no. moment that stands out to you from uh, Cartoon Wars Part Two? It's got to be the final battle between Kyle and Cartman. Just both so good. The, the, the gloves literally come off, <laughs> and there's just this silly little slap fight. And I feel like it's still staged, like an epic fight. Like, yes, they burst through a window, but then they just slowly get up and keep slapping each other. They're in the King of the Hill writing staff room, mm. and like the guy just looks over and goes, eh. "Yeah." Or the final, like a shot where they're the exit door, and it just holds for like three seconds, and then they just kind of walk through it. Yeah, <laughs> still the just the fact like, that eh, the episode eh, the previous eh. week had a preview that made that fight look much more epic too. Yeah. No, and it was what I was saying before, that South Park have this way of doing small moments, but with big production. That's, yeah. Like, even though they remove, like, soundtrack from this, and yeah, all you get is that... Quit it, quit it! Not the... Time out, time out! Time in! No, 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 time out! No more timeouts. It's just such a well-directed... Again, yeah, big production on small moments sort of thing. And I think this is also... I don't know if they're doing this intentionally... A way for them to go, this is how you do an extended so long it becomes funny again <laughs> joke well. Like, it's a thing that's hard to define, but I can point to this one and even the big wheel chase. I'd, I'd stand by and say, those are two examples of things going on so long they become funny again. And part of the th- reason they're funny is that they're extended. Same with Cartman looking at the box and the sea people as well. <laughs> like, that's an extended joke done well. Uh, how about you, Ryan? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? It just has to be the fact that that is such a shot at the most popular show on television in the animated world at the Mm. time. Just calling the writing staff, you know, it's like you guys just throw ideas at the wall. You're manatees, essentially. It's just Mm -hmm. so flipping funny. And like I said, they were pushing this episode heavily. They were marketing the ever-loving crap out of it. They were... Like really hyping it up, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder what the writing like." As a, I was like, "Man, what's the writing? What's what? What's the what reveal going to possibly be?" Yeah, and it, the manatees. It's like at the time, I was like, "Well, this is stupid." Like, <laughs> I, I didn't get what was so funny about it, and then I, since I've rewatched it, I'm like, "Oh my god, this is fucking brilliant! Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny." No, it's such a like South Park have often you know used the crab people as like a metaphor crab for writing is. <laughs> in the just okay but what if crab people you know and that becomes like okay this is a standing idea it's stupid we'll replace it later but i feel like what if the staff are amenities like it sounds so stupid on the surface but when you ride it out and mm. you dig into it and you make it like i agree this is just so damn clever yeah, this is a moment that stands out I, I hope i'm not taking it from you elliot fucking bart simpson 
Just <laughs> oh the, yeah, the whole reason that they're where they're including these South Park episodes on this. Mm-hmm. Bart Sampson <laughs> oh, shows up. Primarily Simpsons podcast. Cowabunga motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. It's just, I love it. It was so funny to me. And Cartman and him chatting, and Bart mm. just realizing, oh, I am way out of my league. Yeah. You do you, man. No, this is a funny thing, because, like, especially in the world of The Simpsons, and it becomes so eye-rolly, especially in the new episodes, where they're like, oh, Bart's the bad kid, mm. underachiever and proud. Because it does feel so lame when, yeah, there's an episode of called Scott Teneman Must Die, mm. where what happens, what Cartman <laughs> referred to, you know, I didn't like a kid, so I ground his parents up into chili and fed it to him, and then had Radiohead make fun of him. Like... <laughs> Yeah, Bart's been so surpassed, so the idea that, and especially, like, at this stage, Simpsons are in their 17th season, so, yeah. I mean, how, so close to the end, how many more could they possibly have left? Let me dust <laughs> off my best Mrs. Krabubble. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. But I really do like the way that they South park eyesed. Mm. Yes. This yeah. Bart Simpson character. They gave him actual, an actual hairline. Yeah, you can see his hairline. And it works. Yeah, it's a it's like if it was just a bit more curved out, it'd be so guile. I've never thought that about. <laughs> Sonic boom. <laughs> Sonic boom, man. <laughs> How's my Bart impression? <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> I like it. So yeah, I mean, this was pretty well all the link that brought this episode into the uh, the Simpsons index today mm-hmm. as well. And this move to include Bart in the episode and as well to include the King of the Hill uh, posters in the background of Fox and also mm-hmm. that Cartman and Kyle fight through their room is because after Cartoon Wars Part 1 aired, King of the Hill and Simpsons staff sent flowers to Trey and Matt, apparently, <laughs> or sent calls or just got a message of approval over got to them. a basket of propane. Because... <laughs> I mean, a well, I mean, let's get like a little meta with it. Like the people behind the Simpsons and King of the Hill, they follow the typical rules of mm. storytelling. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I'd say King of the Hill to a fault. Yeah, like I, I, I really like King of the Hill. We're, I, we're not gonna get into it because I don't want to drag it out. Yeah, King I of the Hill it. Index. Yeah, you'll yeah, never see one. King of the Hill go. Dang it, Bobby! Did you get your heart teacher pregnant with voodoo? <laughs> <laughs> Um, propane but you know for a fact they had to have been frustrated with how popular family guy was and it's like by this point in time it's like you know family guy is just doing whatever they want and it's just massively successful Mm -hmm. because for the average viewer they probably don't think about story structure they probably don't think about like oh it's funny i'm okay with it and there's probably that frustration like you know mike judd is behind king of the hill like he's a classic like he gets story structure just like Matt and Trey, just like the mm-hmm. people behind the set, like Al Jean. Oh, Al Jean. Yeah, <laughs> I always thought it was sort of I don't know a bit weird that Simpsons would go out and praise South Park for doing this move, and then like they still have, take digs. I don't know, but they still effectively copy Family Guy. Yeah. Like they, maybe that was network pressure, man. Maybe maybe they were like you know network executive walked in with this guy's like ah make it more like this Family Guy show that makes a lot of money. Yeah, no, the classic network 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 executive with a cigar. Yes, yeah, longtime fans will know my what voice. How's it going, longtime fans? So I didn't bring up this question in the last one because I did want to explore, you know, what would we change as a whole with these two part things. So BT, we'll start with you. Is there anything you'd like to change about these two episodes together, apart, whatever? Man, nothing springs immediately, largely just because I think it's an interesting artifact of its time. 
because I do wonder, could you make this episode now? How well would it fly? And I feel like it wouldn't get made now, but maybe? It's a different conversation. Yeah, and it's I... just a different world, different conversation. Because the main thing I kind of want to bring up, and I've, you know, just, just to narrow down my point here, their, their whole point is it's either all okay or none of it's okay, which is nice in theory, but the kind of thing that ignores is that that's assuming everyone is on the same square. Yeah. We talk a lot about punching up and punching down, and at the time this was made, a lot of Muslim people were being marginalized because the perception was, if you're Muslim, you're a terrorist. And so to have an episode that makes fun of that is like it's not all okay because then we're not treating everyone the same in a social setting in theory we are but yeah. in practice that's not happening so that's where a lot of this comes from that was me being serious for a little bit but that's kind of but i don't have a fix for that because it is a fair enough statement to make in theory yeah well i mean even matt and trey were like just wanting to do the bare minimum of like making fun of Mohammed in mm. that they yeah, just wanted in, to have him he drinking was just tea. there yeah and again no, nothing negative happening to him whatsoever even that was like yeah pulled yeah and like the Danish cartoons at their heart were like completely critical of Muhammad as well and that it's not like just depicting him as there and just a regular dude or anything and I'm I'm not justifying like um oh god it, it, yeah Hey, look, those eggshells are back. Yeah. <laughs> not just to find the retaliation based on that, but at least it... Not at least. <laughs> it was yeah. something that was predicting as a so negative. So I think what... Elliot, I think what you're trying to say is what South Park was doing was just a simple, like, hey, it's Muhammad. Whereas the mm. Danish cartoon was, like, really critical of it, which doesn't justify the violence at all. Yeah. It adds some context to yeah. What was everything. happening? No, absolutely. And, yeah, I totally back your point there, BT, because, like... And especially like going back to some of these old South Park episodes, I would never advocate for them being censored or changed mm. or whatever they are, what they are. And, you know, even Disney and Warner Brothers can put up a fucking title card saying this was a product of its time. And yeah. like even South Park the- j- jokingly did that in a recent episode as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that is especially true when, you know, Cartman uses the word gay as a, a negative adjective. Mm-hmm. And... I wouldn't want to censor that because, you know, even though it's probably triggering for a lot of people, it's just that's Hartman's character. Yeah. Uh, but what about you, Ryan? What uh, is there anything you'd like to change about these episodes? Or so I wouldn't bite into the apple with the terrorist thing multiple mm. times like they did. I would mm. have had it once. Yeah. In the part one, and then I would have the ending where their retaliation is the cartoon. Mm. Like yeah. I also would have included a non-extreme... Because, what was it? The the whole point of the burying the head in the sand is like, well, they're all lumping us together. It's yeah. unfair to lump us together. You then proceed not to represent any moderate Muslims. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, if you want the clip of the terrorist extremist so bad, include a clip of, like, a moderate Muslim who's like, this violence is wrong. You got to show that side of it, too. Because, you know, you guys are all about showing both sides. You didn't for the Muslims... Yeah, that's kind of what I thought they were doing with the head in the sand bit was like, you know, we need to show we're not, we can't all be lumped in the same. It's like, and you've set yourself up there. But then you guys are guilty of it. Like, so don't do that. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, be better. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. And especially because, yeah, when they had the Osama Bin Laden subtitle joke, again, just, I think this is such lazy writing to do the subtitle joke over someone speaking another language. And yeah, it was just Obama just once again reinforcing the whole Oh, Family Guy derived their jokes from nowhere. Uh, Huh? Osama. You said Obama. No, I didn't. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you did, dude. (laughs) 
Elliot, delete that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that's bad. But, that's bad. You know. No, you know, in the interest of uh, <laughs> the message of censorship and whatever, I'm going to leave that the fuck in. Well, you didn't mean it. That's no. a big freaking difference. Uh, no, but yeah, with the whole thing with Osama, <laughs> he was just yeah, reinforcing the whole uh, family guy don't derive their jokes from the plot. What a terrible show. And it's just like, it's hitting the same You've done beat. this. Yeah. Yeah, also, and don't have the terrorists making up a valid criticism. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Like that's a to me, that's a totally legitimate complaint about Family Guy. Mm-hmm. And to then have the terrorists make that point, it's like, no, don't do that. Yeah. But like otherwise, I do just wish there was a way to consolidate these episodes. Like, there's probably mm. too much for one episode, but yeah. there really isn't enough for two. Like I think we're in the sticky situation where we know it can be better. I just don't think I'm qualified to improve it right now. Mm. Like oh, I, absolutely. Like when, you, when you guys have a Simpsons episode and you know, like you both know there's ways to improve it, you just don't know how. And it's, yeah, yeah. I think that's our situation right now with like, this is an episode, both part one and part two, we can improve, but there's not, we, it's just really difficult. Yeah. But yeah. until then we have Cowabunga motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Cowabunga motherfucker is great. But yeah, I will say, I think the one thing that the subtitle uh, with Al Zawari joke, I think the thing that gets it justified is their retaliation cartoon. Yeah. It's so funny. Matt and Trey here are making the meta point in that they can have a bunch of people, including Carson Kressley from the original run of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, a pregnant woman, George W. Bush and Jesus all shitting on each other. And that just passes through the senses fine. And also, it's only just has context for the episode as mm. well. So that's a really good meta point yeah. that I think they put into the episode. But also mm. to what you know, previous me had mentioned... You're also doing that in a country where Christianity is the biggest, most powerful religion, yeah. and Carson is a you know millionaire with his own show, and George <laughs> W. Bush is fucking president. Yeah, yeah. So you know they have all the power. <laughs> White Jesus is punching up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're here, guys. Ryan, do you have any other notes about this episode before you want to rank it? I really love seeing Cartman's manipulation. Is just. Yeah. The dude is a machine. Letting and... his uh, little Danny pocket. <laughs> Excuse my little crutch. <laughs> and it reminds... I watched an episode last night that, like, you got to see more of his manipulation. It was the Tiss episode where... Oh. And the way he manipulates the nannies at the beginning, like, mm. if you like kids so much, how come you never had kids? Yeah. Oh, is it because you're barren? No, that's too convenient. Nobody ever wanted to have kids with you. And the... Oh, it's so twisted, and I... Yeah, and the super nanny as well. I'll fix him right up, smash cut to. Uh, Joe has been eating her feces and <laughs> weeping for days now. <laughs> from hell! It's from hell! Yeah, just Cartman being a manipulator, and he's so good at it, and... Yeah. Like, uh, it's one of the strong suits of why he's a bad character. Like, he's a great written character, but he is a bad person, because mm-hmm. he will manipulate anybody. Oh, we've been trying to find a word for it uh, on Thrones of Game, our Game of Thrones podcast, where we keep going, okay, these are obviously bad, horrendous characters, but the actors and Mm. the writing are making it so good. Yeah. So, terrible things portrayed well. Yeah, I almost forgot this. At the end, when Kyle's speech works and Cartman 
he will he's ready to unload yeah. Yeah. but the gun i'm assuming it's like a toy gun or something but the fact that he felt the same points it at kyle's head in the president's head just makes me laugh it's like <laughs> oh carmen was willing to kill them all okay i'll Jesus. listen to you no you can't just listen to him <laughs> but he has the gun yeah <laughs> this was actually one where i was like this was a reverse chekhov's gun because it wasn't set up <laughs> and it appeared at the end yeah, true. i, I kind of wish it appeared in part one like, I don't know, that he was loading it and putting it into his bag and then, like, rushed it in there before Kyle saw or something. Yeah, maybe. Mm. How about you, BT? Any other notes? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I do like that Carmen, they've got, like, the security checkpoint for Fox Studios and Carmen just rolls underneath in his <laughs> It even big says, wheel. heightened security. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, they do make the fair point of Carmen's like, no, I'm going to use fear to get what I want. It's like, isn't that like terrorism? No, that's exactly terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's a town meeting where it's like, well, you know, this is all protected under the First Amendment. Oh, and when you made up this First Amendment, did you not foresee things like this happening? It's like, we didn't make it up. That has not aged well at all because, man, in our I don't know how it is for you guys. We don't have protected freedom of speech. No, we just... Get it. The government is constantly trying to push that boundary. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Jesus. I will say this scene as well. Um, I fucking love a good South Park rabble, rabble, yeah. rabble joke. On the background of just hearing people go, rabble, 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 rabble. Yeah, because like, <laughs> yeah, the voice actors that are not doing a, like a job of like concealing that yeah. it's like rhubarb peas and carrots, they just literally <laughs> say rabble, 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 <laughs> and they've done that a lot. And oh, yeah. yeah, it's I don't always think a good it's joke. better than when they're there. And then the back guy says, manatees. It all makes sense. Yes, manatees are very ethical writers and completely unmoved by terrorist threats. The only mammals to be unmoved by terror. <laughs> uh, that I did quite like. Because uh, 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 that's my only other note is just when they first show the manatees and just the dumb way one of them's eating lettuce. It's just perfect. Well, manatees are great. I love yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Manatees are so awesome. And mm -hmm. yeah. Gentle giants of the sea. We had that friend who worked with manatees as well. Oh, cool. One time uh, oh, yeah. she got me and my girlfriend at the time and her nieces and nephews like a quick backstage tour of some of the manatees mm -hmm. at feeding time, showed them eating lettuce, and she goes, oh, this one's been quite well behaved today. Usually he just masturbates. It's like, <laughs> what? So, I have yeah. so many questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually at feeding time, he'll just like be eating, just going at it. <laughs> Manatees. I mean, they are mammals. And from, <laughs> my, from my understanding, if you're a mammal, I guess apparently masturbation is the norm. <laughs> Especially for manatees. Mammals. Like, da -da 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 -da. Like every mammal on earth, there's like, you could probably pull a YouTube video up of them masturbating. I'm like, I didn't realize this was so <laughs> widespread. Uh, not, yeah. So like us. <laughs> <laughs> Just eating lettuce. <laughs> Sorry. What do you do after? <laughs> yeah. This is this episode's great ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just eating lettuce and fucking blowing my home. Great ass. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. So when when I was listening to the Family Guy crossover one, yeah. and you guys would do the great ass bit. I was laughing so hard, my cats were scared. Because they were like, what is wrong? Because if I laugh really hard, they I don't know why cats think laughter is bad. They both will look at me and like check on me. I just, like, the you great are. ass. You guys, God, I love it so much. Shout out to DJY. Um, 
Yeah, it's a good little bit where Calvin's like, good Carl, get angry. That's an emotional character development in response <laughs> to the situation. Again, a bit preachy, but it bloody works. Uh, they snuck it in there it's so brief. well. Yeah. And that's yeah. why it worked. It was so quick. Yeah. Um, then it's just, there's a fair line of saying, look, you've spoiled the writers by caving in. It's like, there is kind of something to that, but also it's complicated eggshells. <laughs> and yummy, yummy crap, the end, question mark. <laughs> I oh like that. God. Burn. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that, I will take that as another note. I, I wish there was more family guy in this episode or something. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. I wish there was more family guy in this South Park episode on The Simpsons Index. <laughs> Good point. The line I never <laughs> thought I would hear Elliot say. <laughs> All right, it's time to rank this thing. And BT, your turn to go first. Fuck. Ah, I, I just, I still don't have a gauge. I do like it more than the last one because it's all endings. I feel like I would handle some things a little bit differently, but then again, that's now, and this is definitely a product of a time. And I don't mean that as a negative because it is just a very different time when all this was happening. I kind of feel like, given that I gave the last one a silver, I feel like this is better, therefore deserves gold, so I'm going to sit on that for the moment. Gold? Okay, Ryan. I'm going to give it an eggshell. I'm going to give it a silver, and I'm going to say this is the reason why. I think if it showed more people who were, like, the one guy with the shotgun who helped Kyle, like, defiantly, like, no, I like it. Like, I think they didn't show both sides of, because this is America, we'll politicize anything. So, we politicized mask. For God's sake. So there should have been, I think what would have helped, so less bites of the terrorist videos with the wrong captions. Do like a group of Americans who are like pro this, like South Park, who are like defiantly like, oh, screw the terrorists. Like, I think that would have been, I think that could have elevated it from a silver, like, because it's right on that silver gold line, because I do like it more than part one. Yeah. But it's still something missing to where... It just needs that oomph to be yeah. to gold. So I, I'm, I'm happy with the silver. You saying that did remind me, and I'm going to hard shift down to silver because I they did absolutely set up with the head in the sand thing. Let's not lump everybody in together. And then to not have any kind of Muslim community representation of like having them walk around looking at everyone with their heads in the sand going, guys, what's going on? Yeah. Didn't have to be much, just a little bit. And the fact that I feel like they even set it up for that. Yeah, you do wonder, like, how much more they could have done if they did have a longer turnaround on their product. Mm. But mm-hmm. then I think that helps South Park stay fresh and current and yeah. all that sort of good stuff. Um, I am going with a gold on this one. I feel like it does satisfy everything. It's a that, great conclusion. So. Yeah, yeah. Everything that the previous episode was setting up and it also built and there was stuff that happened yeah. that they could build on. And, I do love um, that fight. Yeah, uh, the fight was amazing, and Bart Simpson's little cheeky inclusion was well handled. Like, it, it was an interesting choice for them to make to, mm. yeah, have totally Bart Simpson, but they totally South Parkized him as well. Yeah. They made him a, the, a believable Bart within the realm of South Park, and and unlike uh, the first episode we saw with uh, Simpsonized South Park characters, this one did not make me want to vomit. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, shiny silver all around. That, that I, I think, feels pretty good. Yep. That feels good. All right. Well, yeah, that about covers it for the South Park Index for today. Uh, Ryan, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's always a pleasure to join you to come on. And you guys are building up my anticipation for the like the original episode that we talked about yeah. for me to come on. Because like, I can't wait to... Like, we've been inching closer and closer to, like, getting to hear me gush. Like, because 
the first, the one that I came on with, I didn't get to gush as much as I want would want to. Yeah. And now, like, there's like some episodes of South Park. If we would have done, you would have heard me gush. Like Trapper Keeper, oh, The Losing yeah. Edge, Awesomeo is wonderful. <laughs> a good time with weapons. Exquisite. Um, like to go old South Park, the Gnomes episode, I think is flipping brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, no, I haven't had a chance to gush yet. So the mm. next time you guys hear me, I will be sounding like a giant fanboy. No, I won't spoil the episode, but it's a it's an all timer for me. So yeah, oh, we got we got yeah an awesome episode planned for your next appearance, and yeah, we'll do a little tease for the audience. Mm. We're gonna come back and review the Terrence and Philip movie. Yes, <laughs> you monster. Uh, but BT, if they want to hear more of us in the meantime, where can they do it? They can go to patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. This is our blanket umbrella for all things that Elliot and I do. This includes this show, Pulp Fury Radio, our scripted fiction podcast, and of course, Thrones of Game, which we've already thrown to a couple of times. But if you don't want to do that, and hey, we respect times are tough, maybe you just want to listen to us, you can find those shows on pretty much any podcatcher and YouTube. I think we're on there as well. Yeah, Thrones of Game, Simpsons Index, and Pulp Fury Radio will always be for free. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do have a paid podcast where BT's reviewing the episodes of the simpsons that he missed the yes. when uh we reviewed them on the simpsons index so uh yeah five bucks a month and you can check those out uh yeah and we're almost wrapped on thrones a game as well I know. um oh. we've only got as of recording we still haven't recorded the final episode i know we're so close oh and also tying into this the reason i wanted to circle back to it is because oh. i think a little while after we finish that we're going to go through and do the south park game of mm. thrones episodes there's a trilogy there so i think we should totally review those backwards those are I solid mean, Man, those oh i have no idea if you guys are going to give that a qz because i that is really some really great south late later great south park yeah well i mean it was foreboding for us as well because we've started to adopt Black Friday style sales in Australia. Oh, no. God damn it, I and hate it so much. Yeah, Ugh. we're starting to see some of the fucking. We don't have the fucking holiday. How can you have exactly. the after holiday sale if you I only am have so it? Sorry. It's called Boxing Day. We already <laughs> had one. I am so sorry this is happening to you guys because I hate Black Friday. Yeah. It is. It is atrocious, and the shit that you get for these deals are normally the crappy electronics that they're they're just unloading. Yeah. So, oh, that is, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, it makes me angry. <laughs> but it'll make for a good episode. But uh, everyone oh, for sure. when we do Halloween, because it's <laughs> fun and doesn't cost just, anything. Just a preview stupid. for when you guys get to it. Wiener wieners, wiener wieners. Wiener, wiener. wiener. Big wiener next to a small wiener. Yeah. <laughs> awesome shit. I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> Don't worry, the pizza is coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right well we better wrap this one up again once again thank you so much ryan no problem guys always a pleasure and bt thank you you know i've learned something today oh yeah what have we learned today <laughs> that's all the mustard Beep. in the house <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the simpsons index podcast which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com you can chat to us online at facebook.com slash the simpsons index or at simpsons index on twitter or instagram now there's no bonus scenes for this episode so we'll catch you next week